Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Jacqueline Sun. I'm a fellow Virgo moon reminding you to prioritize play and fun in your life, even if you're going through those moments of deep healing. I'm so excited to chat more with you glow baddies soon. I'll see you in the episode. Hello everyone, welcome to Glow Radio. So today I am literally so stoked to chat with you guys just to have a girl talk. We are spilling all the tea. This is a super juicy episode. I've literally been thinking about it for the last few days and I just couldn't wait to sit down and record this for you guys. So today, as you guys saw in the title, we're going to talk about all the Taurus moons that I've dated. So I put a little poll on my Instagram the other day, just asking you guys, what signs do you guys tend to attract and why do you think that is? And I shared with you guys that I attract a ton of Taurus moons in my life. And I've been reflecting on this and just kind of thinking about why that is. So first of all, I do want to preface this and say that I love Taurus moons. Taurus moons are honestly my favorite sign or my favorite placement. And I have had a lot of horrendous experiences with Taurus moons, yet I still love them just because I've I've experienced the positive traits of Taurus moons and it's just such a such a beautiful placement in my opinion. So, why do I think I attract Taurus moons? First of all, I am a Virgo moon. Virgo moons, Taurus moons, they go together like this. If you can't see me right now, you won't see me, but I am crossing my fingers. (laughs) And it's funny because I actually don't really get get along with Capricorns that much or Capricorn placements. Like I do have friends, really good friends that have Capricorn placements, but I can see that that's kind of the areas in our relationship where there is kind of tension and I realized it's because I have an Aries Mercury. Aries and Capricorn are squaring each other. They are there's a tension there. It's just not the best combo. It's not the most compatible, meaning that they might butt butt heads from time to time. But that doesn't mean that they can't have a relationship because like I said, I have a lot of friends with Capricorn placements. But I will say that they are not my favorite placement. So Taurus moons, Virgo moons, they go together since they are both earth signs. I am also a Pisces sun at a Taurus degree. If you don't know degree theory, I encourage you to look it up because this absolutely blew my mind. I've shared about it in a few previous episodes where whatever degree that your sign is in, that your placement is in, that degree correlates to a sign. So the sign or the the degree that my sun is in correlates to Taurus. So it means that I'm a Pisces with a lot of Taurus tendencies. Also, I do have a Taurus midheaven. The midheaven is all about your reputation, how other people see you, what you might be known for. So I feel like that's why I do have a lot of love for Tauruses or especially Taurus moons. I also looked in my draconic birth chart. I've talked about this in previous episodes and 
when I posted about the draconic birth chart, you guys seem to be so interested on my Instagram. And I do have a series on Instagram, on TikTok, my account astrobabe1234. If you guys want to learn more about that, basically the draconic birth chart tells you more about your soul's purpose and what your higher self wants to achieve in this lifetime. So in my draconic chart, I have a Taurus Venus, I have a Taurus Mars, and my descendant, the seventh house, is in Taurus. And I feel like that is like a key point to note because the descendant in the draconic chart tells you about the relationships that you need in this lifetime in order to grow, in order to fulfill your soul's purpose, in order to get closer to your higher self. So when I realized that, when I learned that in my draconic chart, I was like, oh my God, that is literally why I love Taurus moons so much and I attract so many of them. Now, it's funny because I feel like I haven't met that many Taurus suns and the few that I've met have been so different. Like some of them I was really repulsed by and some of them I quite liked. So I feel like I don't have enough data on Taurus suns, if you will, to kind of make my own opinion about them yet. But Taurus moons, I will say that I absolutely love. So one meme that came to mind as I was preparing this episode, thinking about it, is that meme that says, when I'm in a relationship, I'm loyal, but when I'm single, I'm on a whole other level. And I feel like that describes me so much. And you can even see it in my natal chart, where if you look at my fifth house and my seventh house. So the fifth house is your your idea of fun, play, and how you act in the early stages of romance. So like your flirting style. And my fifth house is in Sagittarius. So, you know, sometimes Sagittarius have a reputation of being hoes, of loving their freedom, you know. But one thing I actually have noticed about Sagittarius is that, yes, they they might have commitment issues. But when they do commit in a relationship, when they do find someone that they truly love, they can actually be very loyal more loyal than some other signs, you know, some, I feel like they're actually more loyal than air signs. So that's, that's my, my observation on Sagittarius. But yes, it is in my fifth house. I've talked about this a lot. The fifth house is my absolutely favorite house. And Sagittarius are reckless, you know, they're reckless. They're not afraid of consequences. They are fun. They attract a lot of abundance because they're ruled by Jupiter. So that's my fifth house and that's when I'm single. I'm on a whole other level since that placement is in there. But if you look at my seventh house, my seventh house is in Pisces. So Pisces is like a completely different energy than Sagittarius. You know, I find that there are similarities because they are both traditionally ruled by Jupiter. They're both mutable signs. They both tend to be escapists. But Pisces in my seventh house does make me a lot more loyal when I am in a relationship and a lot of my friends can confirm this because they often tell me that when I'm in a relationship, I'm very different. So just wanted to point out that meme here. If you guys want to know more about your own dating style, your own flirting style versus how you are in a long-term one-on-one relationship, 
check out your fifth house placements and your seventh house placements because they could tell you a lot more about yourself. So now, diving into all the Taurus moons that I've dated, okay? The first most notable one I must mention is my toxic ex that I talk about a lot on this podcast, who was the Kickstarter of my crazy healing journey. And I was with him for 13 years of my life. That's over a decade. We basically grew up together. And there was a lot of trauma bonding in that relationship. He was definitely more of an avoidant type. I was an anxious type. And you know, there's this pull and push from the avoidant, anxious dynamic. And that's pretty much what happened in most of our relationship. So my toxic ex, he was an Aquarius sun. Taurus moon, Aquarius rising. If you want to get into it, he was a Capricorn Mercury, Aquarius Venus, Gemini Mars. So he was an Aquarius stellium. And honestly, that scarred me for life <laughs> from Aquarius, okay? And I I don't hate any sign, all right? I love all signs, but there are obviously certain signs that we might have some tension with. And Aquarius is one of those signs for me. I actually really like Aquarius girls, but I feel like Aquarius men, if they're especially if they're not evolved, okay? Like if they have not healed their traumas, if they have not taken the steps to better themselves, to get closer to their higher self, the unevolved traits of Aquarians just repulse me so much. Like they're so detached, just aloof. And you know, I'm a water sign, okay? I need that deep shit. I'm all for that deep emotion, those heart-to-heart conversations, and Aquarians just can't really give that to me. So about him, let me talk about his Taurus moon because that's why we are here today. So I'm going to talk about some fond memories I did have with his Taurus moon. So, you know, the stereotype about Tauruses is that they love to eat and they love to indulge. And I find that this has been so true for all the Taurus moons that I've met. And it's honestly why I love them. When I was with my toxic ex, one of my fondest or some of my fondest memories were when we would just eat and indulge and sometimes with our friends most of the times with our other friends because I feel like I didn't really like his presence so when we were with our friends it was a lot more fun and a much better time so sometimes we would literally have three dinners in a row so this is back when I used to smoke weed a lot and I recently kind of stopped smoking weed or not even recently for like the last couple years because I found that it would affect my cortisol levels too much affect my nervous system and I would just have such a bad weed hangover the next day like feeling very anxious like I wouldn't feel anxious during the high but it was more so of an after thing so that's kind of my personal journey why I stopped smoking a lot But previously, I enjoyed it very much. So we would eat all the time and we were always down to have a snack run. You know, one of some of my favorite memories were at nighttime when it would be later at night and we would go to the grocery store that's open late to grab snacks. You know, that's that's like the Taurus moon kind of relationship that it was. But, you know, he had a lot of shadow traits 
of the Taurus moon as well. For example, he wouldn't ever let go. He would hang on to things for years, you know. If he had kind of like misunderstandings with friends that literally happened years ago and no one is thinking about it anymore, people have forgotten about it, no one cares, yet he would still be thinking about it all the time and kind of projecting that onto his reality. He would be thinking that his friends were hating him or doing things just to make him or just to just to spite him because they didn't like him but his friends honestly didn't even think that way so those are some of the shadow traits of that Taurus moon but it's funny because this Taurus Aquarius combo is such an interesting one because the two energies are so different they're almost like a square they are squaring each other actually Taurus and Aquarius and it can be a very difficult combination I know this because in my chart my sixth house is an Aquarius, so my everyday routines, I, I hate routine, I like new things all the time, but my tenth house, my midheaven, is in Taurus, which is my career, my reputation. So these two houses in my own chart, I can feel the tension between Taurus and Aquarius. So he did have a lot of tension within him, and I feel like because he didn't do a lot of healing work, he wasn't aware of it. And that Aquarius, oh my god, guys, like I feel like I just, you guys know I had so many bad experiences with that Aquarius placement, but we're here to talk about Taurus moon, so I'm not going to dive into that today. So moving on, okay, that's about my toxic ex for 13 years. He was a Taurus moon. Moving on to my first hookup after the breakup, we're going to call him FJ, because that's what me and my friends call him <laughs> and he was a Pisces sun but he was also a Taurus moon and Aquarius rising so that's like two placements that are the same as my toxic ex but keep in mind here I don't really know this guy that well we saw each other like three times but we had a karmic bond and I honestly couldn't get him out of my mind for the longest time so I could tell he was he was a bit of an avoidant as well, I would think, because he didn't really reach out to me and I felt like I came on a little bit strong because I have an Aries Mercury. He had a Pisces Mercury, but he had an Aries Venus and he had a Cancer Mars. So even though we did have some placements that were compatible, I would say, that Cancer Mars and my Aquarius Mars, I feel like could be a really bad combo. My mom has a Cancer Mars and I feel like ugh, it's just like not good when we're when we're showing aggression, when we're getting angry at each other because the way that we express it is so different. But that being said, I do have friends with Cancer Mars and we are still good friends. But I think in a relationship, it can play out a lot differently. So... He was a Pisces, you know, I actually have not met many Pisces in my life. I met a few girl Pisces, but I think he was honestly like one of the first Pisces men that I've really had an encounter with. Pisces are like rare butterflies and fairies. <laughs> so yeah, it was interesting to have this encounter with someone who is the same sun sign as me. I feel like sometimes it's actually very difficult for me to get along with Pisces 
because they mirror myself too much and I feel like I just see my insecurities in them and it's not a good combo. But I will also say that it is difficult because I have a lot of Virgo placements. I have Virgo moon, Virgo rising, Virgo and Pisces are opposing each other. So sometimes opposites do attract. So there can be that Virgo Pisces relationship. But for myself, it's just it's been difficult for me to really find Pisces that I get along with. But one thing I would say about this guy is that his Taurus moon, I think probably hangs on too because I caught him watching my stories, I think like almost a year later after our encounter. And this was a very interesting kind of situationship because we only saw each other three times. Obviously, it wasn't anything serious. I'm not really sure what he was looking for. I think he had actually never been in a serious relationship ever before from our conversations. That's what I got. And yeah, it was it was very interesting. I will say that in bed, I feel like we were very, very compatible, but in person, in conversation, I just felt like our maturity levels weren't the same. I felt like I couldn't really talk about anything serious with him. I felt like that Pisces, Mercury, Aries, Mercury were just not getting along. And for me, the Mercury sign is very important to me in a relationship because I am a rising Virgo. So that means my chart ruler, my chart ruling planet is Mercury and Mercury rules communication. So my Aries, Mercury, is my chart ruler. And if I can't have good communication with someone in a relationship, it's just, it just ain't going. But I will tell you that this, this guy was really in my mind for the longest, longest time. And I think when I reflected on it, why I kept thinking about him is because he was literally a symbol of that breakthrough in from leaving my toxic relationship. It was just a very memorable time. And I think that when I kept thinking about him, it's not that I really wanted to be with him. It's because I wanted that feeling of freedom from leaving my toxic relationship, that breath of fresh air. And it was quite a positive experience in the sense that we were quite sexually compatible and it felt like fun to me. So yeah, that is my experience with FJ the second Taurus moon that I had an encounter with. Moving on to this guy was the greatest heartbreak of my life. I've talked about him in my podcast and just everywhere. Let's call him GR, okay? He was a Cancer sun, Taurus moon, Pisces rising. He was also a Cancer Mercury a Cancer Venus, and a Taurus Mars. So literally his whole chart was like Cancer Taurus, except for that Pisces rising. So this was definitely a trauma bond we had, and it was so opposite of what I experienced in my toxic 13-year relationship. So when I met this guy, I didn't even want to date him. I didn't find him attractive, and I was just being a hoe, you know? I was just like wanting some intention, trying to have a good time. I even told him to not get so attached because I didn't want to break his heart. But guess what? Joke's on me because I'm the one who got my heart broken at the end of this situationship. So he was obviously warm AF, 
and very very similar to me so I guess you could say that's quote-unquote compatible but I always like to say that when someone is super similar to me in terms of their astrology chart sometimes I feel like that doesn't work well for me personally because I like to be with someone who's a little bit different you know I have a lot of Aquarius traits in my chart so I think that's why I, I need some of that uniqueness and when someone is so similar to me it just mirrors all of my shadow traits to myself like I mentioned before so so this was a situation it was literally only like two months probably less than two months long yet it consumed me and I have a lot of podcast episodes talking about my healing process from this so feel free to go listen to those but one thing I want to note here is that our sexual compatibility was a no-no I feel like the sex was like thumbs down in this relationship and yet I was so attached because of that fucking trauma bond and you know it's like when when two people want to be in the same position in bed it's like both of you guys are tops both of you guys are bottoms it's not gonna work out you know and I feel like that's how it was in this relationship and now that I look back the universe was just having my back the universe didn't want me to have bad sex for the rest of my life and that's why the universe pulled me away from this cancer sun taurus moon pisces rising and I feel like that Pisces rising was in opposition to my Virgo rising so there was a lot of opposition in our houses and even though I felt so infatuated in the beginning of this relationship I think if we did stay together there might have been a lot of tension there and we might have not gotten along in a lot of other areas and I feel like both of our tendencies were very similar so if we were both in a dark place I feel like we probably wouldn't be able to pull each other out of it since we were just so similar so that's GR the third experience and this next one I just want to touch on because it was a very uh, very quick encounter this was just a one night stand that I had with this guy that I remember was a Taurus moon I think that there are probably other Taurus moons that I met but these are the ones that I remember so this guy we're gonna call him spaghetti dick all right and you're gonna find out why I remember he was a Leo Sun with a Taurus moon and I don't remember his rising I don't think I knew his time of birth he had I think a cancer Venus so okay so when I met this guy it was so interesting because a lot of the times I would swipe on these guys on the dating apps and then end up bumping into them in person like at a club or at a bar or something and I feel like that's really like the law of attraction because you're like thinking about it and you're focusing on it and that's why I kept attracting these guys into my life that I saw on the dating app so this was a very funny experience where do I even start with this one so I met him at a club it was a one-night stand we go to a hotel and he asked me to split the hotel with him like later like pay him back for it and, and in my eyes that's already a big no-no because call me old-fashioned if you will but I expect the guy to pay for everything especially on the first date you know even though this ain't really a date it's like a hookup but I expect the guy to pay so that was already a red flag for me I was like okay this is gonna be a one-night kind of thing I'm not gonna see him again and 
He told me that I was actually the first girl that he's been with since breaking up with his ex, which was probably like two years ago or something at that point. And I'm like, oh no. And yes, he had spaghetti dick, meaning he couldn't keep it hard. But I was nice about it, you know? Okay, I'm a Pisces. I'm not that mean. And the funny thing about this situation is that, okay, the next day, my vagina started bleeding. And I was like, what is going on? Because I already had my period like two weeks ago. So it just didn't click to me that maybe I'm having my period. I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, I've been a hoe. The universe is punishing me. I'm like, oh my God, did I drink too much wine lately? Like what is happening to my body? And I'm like with one of my best friends at this time. And I'm literally talking to her and I'm like, oh my God, I'm dying. Like, why am I bleeding? <laughs> we both are like freaking out. She literally goes with me to a walk-in clinic the next day as I'm sitting on the table and the doctor is like you know doing this pap test thing on me I'm like maybe it's my period because <laughs> the when I had my period the the two weeks prior it was very light it was like spotting and I was traveling at that time I was like in Bali so I was like maybe my body clock was like all messed up and I've had issues with irregular periods throughout my life so when I sat down on the t on that table in the clinic and I'm like this is probably my period and I just felt so embarrassed at that point a bit kind of funny and yeah so after that I realized it was my period and I didn't need to freak out about it so I remember that very clearly and I think that's why I remember this guy this spaghetti dick guy because of that whole situation and then fast forward okay Another thing I want to mention about this guy, fast forward a few months and I met my boyfriend already and I was dating my boyfriend at this time and then one night I was out with my friends, we were at the Seven Lions rave and he he messages me, like he DMs me on Instagram and he's like, yo, I'm in your city, do you want to hang out? Because then we like, we're all really close in proximity but he was just in my town at the time I was like living in Richmond back before in the lower mainland so he's like yo I'm in Richmond you want to hang out so I text him back and I'm like uh, I'm actually in a relationship now so you know <laughs> I forget what I said exactly but I think I was just like I'm not in Richmond right now because I was at the rave and I'm like I'm actually in a relationship right now and I'm guessing he was drunk or something. That's why he messaged me because I literally ghosted him. We haven't talked for like three months. And this is a prime example of a Taurus moon that doesn't let go. He replied my message by saying, wow, with a period. So W-O-W, -W, period. And those vibes just gave I was like, sir, like we... We're not even dating. I literally ghosted you when you asked me if I wanted to go to happy hour. <laughs> At first, I was considering it. So he like messaged me after that one night stand. And then he was like, do you want to go to happy hour? And I was debating. But then my girlfriend was like, you want to go to happy hour just to split the bill with him? <laughs> and I just laughed about it. So I ended up not going and just ended up ghosting him because I'm a Pisces. I'm a Pisces. What can I say? So yeah, he texted me back. Wow. And I just laughed so hard because I feel like 
because he was a Leo, his Leo pride was probably damaged, and that Taurus moon was just hanging on. Like I, I don't understand. We had no conversation that we were exclusive. We did not even go there. So I thought that was just really, really funny. So those are my four memorable experiences with Taurus moon men. I gotta say, I do have Taurus moon girlfriends in my life that I love very much. I always love indulging with them, having a good time. I feel like when we go indulge, we go hard. You know, that's like what I love about Taurus moons. And I'm a Pisces. I'm an escapist. I just want to escape from the world and indulge in some good shit. So that is why I love Taurus moons. If you guys do enjoy the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes because that's what real ones do. So go leave that review. I will love you forever. It helps more people discover the podcast. And I will chat with you guys about more juicy dating stories in another episode. Thank you so much for listening and I shall chat with you guys soon. Love you all. Bye.